Hello again, this is attorney Sean McLaughlin, and I'd like to welcome you to Law for Life, a program designed to provide useful information about the law as it relates to real-life situations and from a Christian or biblical perspective as appropriate. Law for Life is sponsored by Trinity Law, a local law firm available at 1-866-464-5297 or online at yourlawfirmforlife.com. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. This is Michael Zapatella, and today I'll be interviewing attorney Sean McLaughlin, who practices in employment law. He has vast experience in South Central Pennsylvania, and we're going to be talking a little bit about employment contracts and restrictive covenants. So, Sean, could you tell us a little bit about what is a restrictive covenant? Well, sure, Michael. Uh, Let me begin by saying that uh, something an employer will ask an employee to sign an agreement or contract that will place certain restrictions on the employee um, often occurs. And these restrictions may apply during the employment or after employment or quite often applies to both. That is, while they're employed and afterwards as well. And then to your question, these restrictions are often called and referred to as, quote, restrictive covenants. Okay, so why would an employer do such a thing? It sounds a little bit harsh. Well, an employer is often concerned about competition from their employees, right? Mm, So the employer doesn't want to spend, say, years of time training an employee only to have the employee leave and start working for a competitor right down the street. So let's say you hire a person, we'll call him Billy Bob, uh, for your IT business where your business is to help other businesses set up their computer networks and systems and you might help with technical issues involving data systems, whatever. So you bring Billy Bob in, you train him. You show him everything about how to do what he needs to do, um, how to handle customers, how to acquire customers, how to keep the customers. And so the last thing that that employer would want, say, years after all of this training, is to have Billy Bob leave and set up uh, shop across town okay. or to go and start working for a competitor um, across town or by himself, yes. for himself. Okay, so what can an employer do in that situation? Well, the employer, as I said, will ask the employee to sign an agreement, which will include a non-competition provision. So simply stated, this provision will prohibit an employee from leaving and competing. So so just what we talked about in my example with Billy Bob. Okay, so what happens, let's say, if an employee's fired? Does that even make a difference? Well, that certainly can make a difference. If the matter goes to court, for example, which frequently happens, the court will have to decide whether that factor, which is one where the employer basically deems the employee worthless to its interests, can still be enforced. So it's a strong argument for the departing employee to argue that since they were fired and had no value to the employer, otherwise they wouldn't have been fired, right, uh, yeah. that it's unfair to stop them who are, quote, worthless from going uh, somewhere else to work. So I should add here, too, that uh, generally these restrictions are against a uh, basic legal presumption in Pennsylvania, which is that the employee has a presumption uh, that they're free to go and work and earn a living however they choose to do that. But the law also says that the worker is free to enter into a restriction uh, as as long as that restriction is valid and is legally enforceable by the court. So are you saying that if an employee has not signed an agreement restricting competition that they're free to go out and compete wherever they want? Or Yeah, that's exactly what I'm okay. saying. Without a written agreement, they can work wherever they want, with whomever they want, and they can even write, work right next door. So without an agreement restricting competition, courts have said that an employee may even take steps to start competing even before they leave one oh, employer wow. okay. for another. 
So perhaps this is also a good time to say that some agreements will also include a non-rating agreement or an employee non-soliciting agreement, which basically says that in addition to agreeing not to compete against the employer when they leave, the employee will also not try to take other employees with them. That is, they won't raid the employer. So you won't have a situation where Billy Bob uh, leaves and he also takes Sally Sue and five other employees with him. That's not a good situation. Okay. Well, thank you for that valuable information, Sean. And we'll be joining you next week to continue our uh, topic discussion on employment contracts and restrictive covenants. We want to remind the audience that nothing said on this Law for Life program is intended as legal advice, as each person's situation is different. If you have a legal need, please see an attorney. You can freely listen to today's program or any past program or series on our website, yourlawfirmforlife.com. That's yourlawfirmforlife.com. Just click the Resources tab. Inquiries about the program can also be directed to the local law offices of Trinity Law, toll-free, 1-866-464-LAWS. That's 1-866-464-LAWS.